BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Yeah, and here's where I, and depending on who you talk to, I didn't exercise good counsel because we didn't have a lot of money when I was growing up. Right. But mom went back to school. She went back, I think, at age 32. Went through the program, passed the boards, all that. That was a long process. Right. So then she started making money, and almost instantly after she started making money, I got married and moved out of the house. You left. Is this thing on? I can never get enough volume. I was about ready to say, I am in between munches of my raspberry <laughs> cheesecake, I think it is, Subway cookie at 12.15 in the morning. I seen you over there looking all suspicious and stuff. I was wondering what you were <laughs> Because I was like, had chocolate in my teeth and I'm like, trying to stay here. <laughs> <laughs> They're really good though. You looked all guilty like you was up to something. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> It's one of the Subway cookies? Mm-hmm. Those things are suspiciously good. It's like they put MSG in it or something to make it taste extra, extra delicious. Yeah. I can't even... I was going to try to figure out a way to make this fit, but I got to use some of these new sound clips. Give me the bottle or you're fired. You can't fire me. I don't work in this van. <laughs> <laughs> I understand nothing. That is true. Why do I get the feeling that one's going to be overused on this show? (laughs) No, I like the Stanley one. Uh, Let me see if I can find it. Boy, have you lost your mind because I'll help you find it. There we go. That is my favorite one. I am totally taking that one and using it at work. That stinking show. It's, we were talking about this last night. It's like comfort food. So good. Borderline like impractical jokers too. I really enjoy them. I like them too, but I think I like The Office better. I sit there and roll at <laughs> different ones because they just, Joe is so funny. Larry! <laughs> and then Sal laughs until he falls. And Q just sits there with his beanies and stroking his cats. I was sad to see that Joe's leaving. As much as I, I really enjoy that show, I can see why he would get old. I can really see how he'd get old because he's away from his family. Yeah, but he's getting a divorce. Like, okay. So why? Remember we had this conversation about like celebrities that are getting divorced? There were a couple of them mm-hmm. I could think of. For um, for example, Darius Rucker was one of them. Mm-hmm. That one shocked me. But, you know, 
sometimes it's not as good as what it's painted out to be. Yeah. It's a lie. It's all a okay. lie. <laughs> She's, his wife's out of there like a wagon wheel, dude. Well, some people, and then like, okay, Carly Pierce. Did it, did it know? Let no. Get, let me give myself a Give yourself a car. <laughs> I actually missed that. That was really good. I'm going to sit here like John and be like. <laughs> I was waiting on the response. There was nothing there. No, because my, my brain's already going 75 miles an hour. And then like the other one, Carly Pierce. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. But she said the only reason why their marriage worked is because they were away from each other. Hmm. That's weird. I don't understand that. And maybe I am, I'm misunderstanding it though, because when she was home, she was finding out how unfaithful he really was. So yeah, of course, if you're yeah. away, I can see why <laughs> you're bringing your girlfriends home and I, I see it. Yeah. I'd have an issue with that. Yeah. When, uh, if that's what it takes for your marriage to work for you to be apart, I mean, yeah. that doesn't seem like the signs of a healthy marriage. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I could be totally wrong on that. I, I could be. Because like distance doesn't make the heart grow fonder. Like I didn't get, I, why get married? Oh, I think there is some truth to that saying. That whenever you're apart, uh, you miss them. So then when you get back together. For nine months out of the year? And No, that's not good. I think that's what part of it was because they, they were always on the road. He's a singer. She's a singer. You know, I've, all, I've thought about this before because as a kid, you have all these dreams and stuff, you know, things you want to do. Mine has always been to uh, play music professionally, you know. Well, st- I guess there's still parts of those dreams that, that you have. You want to be able to travel around, play music, stuff like that have people come to see you basically get paid to to play music on a professional scale. But then as you, as I start to hear more people talk about it and you hear about the horrors of touring, the horrors or the horrors, I guess both. (laughs) (laughs) And you hear about how things go in the music industry in general. And you hear this from people that have, Done it professionally. Done it and made it big in it. Right. It's not like they were rejected by the music right. industry. These are people that uh, made it, you know, and right. you hear them say just how terrible it is. And you begin to reevaluate some of your dreams. And so then I, I find myself like focusing on or people that I've liked that I consider succeeding or, or like the independent artists and stuff like that. But, you know, you're, you have these dreams and, and in, in one, one hand, we're always told to dream big and always work for your dreams and stuff like that. But then I, I'll listen to like Mike Rowe. Yeah. Mike Rowe is a very manual labor promoting guy. He is really big on the like, don't go to college. Mm-hmm. Like, big on the trades. Yeah. Yes. He's like, work with your hands, work with your body. Your body is strong. It's meant to mm-hmm. do this job. We are meant like to use our bodies, like just toil in, in the soil and the dirt. Yes. Yeah, and, and, and I've heard him say something along these lines of, you know, they'll, all, they'll tell you to always chase your dreams. And he said, his opinion is that's not good advice. Yeah. As in, like, um, because what happens after you chase it? Or, um, well, what, what was his reasoning for it? I think the example that he used was if you have a kid that has a dream of being a singer and they can't carry a tune in a bucket, do not tell that kid to always chase his dream. Because it's not going to work. And in fact, if you want to make good money, tell that kid to instead go to trade school or something like that where he could make $100,000 a year in certain parts of the country. 
because he could chase he could chase his dream and fail, but he's not going to fail if he goes to trade school. You know what I mean? More than likely. You're telling someone who wants to be a surgeon who's blind that they want to be yeah. a brain surgeon. Yeah. It's not attainable. If like, you're blind and your dream is to be a surgeon, don't chase your dream. <laughs> and I'm sorry for laughing. I am not trying to offend somebody. No, no, it's just it's really. I, I'm, I'm just kind of like. I'm just kind of like. Ooh. Yeah, it's I, so okay. So I do get that. That is a good okay. So here's my question to you then: Is it good to dream big? Yes. Yeah. For me, dreaming big was like going and getting my bachelor's degree. See, then according to Mike Rowe, that would be an attainable dream. That's a dream that's 100 percent attainable. And you did it. It's not like you have a million and one shot of making that happen. And and the reward is okay. good for that. Okay. So so if my dream, like this thing was going around Facebook and it said, like, if what was your childhood dream of being? Like, mm-hmm. what would you like to do? I seriously love surgery. I love surgery. I remember seeing my first like gory thing in the world a couple of times. I saw Christian doctors in Kujip in Papua New Guinea scraping off like dead skin off my brother's arm after he got burnt really bad at mm. two years old. Two? Yeah. Like there were tribal wars. People would be coming up to us like with cracked skulls, like, gaping wounds from being hit in the head by machetes, arms hanging off by like their armpits, like the little, little hairy armpits was the only thing that was holding the arm, like to arm to the skin. Like, that is disgusting. I was young and I remember looking at that and I was just like, my goodness, I know that's not right. And I know what needs to happen. It needs sewn back on. Like I knew that in my head. And that's when I was like seven, maybe eight years old. Mm -hmm. And I remember just loving medicine after that. Like I remember being told, oh, you're too little. You can't go down to the clinic and help out. Like I, it broke my heart. Broke my heart when I was a kid. He's like, I want to sell them. I wanted, I wanted, (laughs) if if they could have let me, I would have done everything I could because that arm was going to come off anyways. Yeah. The best thing that could have happened was take scissors, cutting that arm straight off, and we're just going to sew up the veins and arteries and everything. Like there was, there was things that we could have done. Like I'm looking back now, and I'm like, I would really like love, love, love to take classes so I can be, I get like my provider's license. Mm-hmm. I would really like to be able to um, like learn how to sew and do certain things mm-hmm. and be able to like maybe help see, out in surgery and stuff like that. I, I love it. I, I really do. To me, a dream of being a surgeon is an attainable dream. Oh, so to it's me, a long, hard process. It's a hard process. It's a very hard process. Like that oh boy, yeah, that's that's one of those that's almost on the line. Like that'd yeah. be one I'd kind of consider. Because like I'm old now. <laughs> well, I'd be fifty before I was done. Like, <laughs> good point. But I mean, at the same time, you can still be done. Yeah. There's a there's a roadmap to follow to get to that dream. It's like if you do this, you will reach this. Yeah. If you follow this path through school, this is the end result. Guaranteed. Like one of the doctors that was taking care of my dad, um, she's like probably my age, if not younger. D-O-M-D, what was she? I, I think she was an M-D. I think so. 
I could I could be wrong on that. But she was at the U- University of Pittsburgh. Man, those people they have to dedicate so much of their they life. They do. To like school. she has she had nothing. She had no family. Oh. She worked thirty eight hours in Pittsburgh at a hospital. Straight. Straight. Nah, dude. Nah, I'm good on that. I I I had no jealousy at all. For a brief moment, I was like, I I, I that could have been me. That could have been me, like in the back of my mind. But, you know, because I wanted, I really wanted to go to med school. I was checking into going to med school before I met you. I was checking out the community college, what I had to do. Um, I was even checking into a little place down the road, like an apartment or something. Just because I knew, I, I knew the church would not agree me being a single woman going in and doing such a successful and being such a good (laughs) yeah you mean the church yeah i I knew (laughs) i knew it would not be acceptable like yeah so i went ahead and did the other unacceptable thing was married outside the bmc church so it was one of those two things (laughs) had to get a jab in your side i did i was like (sighs) it's fun to dream it is it really is it's fun i have held uh, dreams in my mind for many many years mm-hmm. and in some form not heavily tried to pursue them mm-hmm. always kept that alive in my mind um but like i said that your your desires kind of do change they do um, over time as far as you begin to come to grips with your situation so okay so as we become or as we come to grips with our situation and our current like how we're living and the ways mm-hmm. of life and stuff like that. Is it possible that we really do limit ourselves? Because like I went for, I went to be a nurse. I got my four year degree. Okay. Did I take the easy way out instead of going to med school? No, I wouldn't say so. No. Cause the path that you've set yourself on for those that, that don't know, Missy has a uh, bachelor's degree now. Mm-hmm. Graduated from the RN program. Mm-hmm. So you started, you started as a CNA, right? Is that, is that the yep. proper term for it? Yep, certified nursing assistant. We, uh, when I was a kid, they were always called nurses' aides. So it's basically the same thing. Yep. And there's what kind of trainings involved in that? A couple weekends, something like that. Like it's not, it's not I, a big. I think it was like two nights a week. For how long? Uh, it's either like ten or twelve weeks, something like that. I think it yeah, was. Yeah, so it's not a huge. Deal. I actually went to a technical school. Okay, so you started there. Mm-hmm. Bottom rung, right? That's those are yeah. the people doing the dirty work, right? right? Then you went through the LPN program, mm-hmm. which is nurse like bottom tier, right? It's it's like just the basics basics of nursing. So you have you basically have two levels of your normal nurse one you the do. RN and the LPN. The LPN is the one beneath, right? Um, it's basically like um a low paying nurse. You get maybe two <laughs> or three. <laughs> that's, that's what that's that's what for. it's called LPN low paying nurse. <laughs> but anyways, um so yeah, I did that. It took about a year. And that was another thing at a technical school I did. And then you decided to go back, do the transition program. Right. Uh so that's where you you didn't have to go through the full RN program. You did a Actually, actually, it was it was a full RN program, but then along with it, I had like other classes that would have given me my bachelor's degree. So okay. that's what I did. I see. You went through that to be a registered nurse, which is 
like the top tier nurse, but you have a bachelor's degree. It's not the top tier nurse. Um, well, we're not talking about uh, nurse practitioners. They, oh, okay. To me, those are those are like those are mid levels. That's a different. I look at that as a there, different there's, thing. There's there's like uh, midwives. There's um, nurse anesthetists, which is working in surgery, and I really really would yeah. Love but to me, when I think of a nurse, I think yeah. of an LPN or an RN. That's a normal nurse to me. These that, other people. That is like, your your basics. Your basics of nursing. Yes. Okay. Fair. I will give you that. This is just my redneck reasoning. I understand. So I went from CNA to LPN to RNBSN. So that that's a normal RN, but with an extra added bonus of having a bachelor's degree a bachelor's instead of degree, associate's degree, which is probably going to be started to be required. I would say. And so then you can then go from that mm-hmm. and do the LP or uh, the. Um, nurse practitioner thing if you yeah. want it from there mm-hmm. right yeah for like two years i think it is so instead of doing it all at once i did step by step you've done step by step yeah you got married young mm-hmm. met a very fine young gentleman <laughs> i don't know what i saw in him <laughs> where's the michael i understand nothing <laughs> yeah i really did you took advantage of me <laughs> Wait a minute! I was the young one in this in this affair. No, what I mean is, you took advantage of me. I was gonna go be like this doctor, and I was gonna adopt all the little kiddos, and I was gonna have this little farm, and I was gonna have my own life. And I understand nothing. Right, right. Now you can play the Stanley one. You play Stanley for me. Thank you. Boy, have you lost it? I'll help you find it. <laughs> We're no. gonna have way too much fun with those. We are. I love the office. <laughs> but yeah, that was my goal. Like I my dad raised me to be an independent woman. My my mom too. Like I saw my mom just like she was she got married at twenty seven. Okay. That's an old maid. Uh, especially for the holiness movement, yeah. For the holiness movement, mm-hmm. that's an old maid. Because there's little ones that are getting married straight. Now, when like you say old maid... 17, ma- 18. Yeah, mom was 27. I would say normal standards, especially uh, like professional people. I'm talking like people that go to college, get a four-year degree. That's not old maid. For a lot of you know, country blue-collar people, like I'm used to being around... That's, they that's tend to get married me. younger, mm-hmm. and the holiness movement definitely gets married younger. Yeah, because uh, let's be because college is supposed to be for that um, Mrs. degree. The Bible There's college. Still, yes, Bible college is yeah, meant for you get your MRS. What yes. The, yeah. I, I, yeah. And my mom was like, "No, I'm going to go and I'm going to get my teaching license." So she's yeah. able to do that. She did that, and then she went on to. Like later on on a nursing school, but my mom has always been like very career minded. Mm-hmm. I think that really helped me too because I was like, I saw my mom bringing home money and helping put food on the table. And whenever she wanted to go shopping somewhere, she went shopping. Yeah, I think that's good for not just women; it's good for people in general to be able to be independent. Mm-hmm. Not that you uh, get this mindset of I don't need anybody. That's not what I'm saying, but to where you have the ability to provide for yourself. And I, I think I'm used to being around that. I am used to being around that. Yeah. You know, my grandma worked. Yeah. Uh, Grand I think worked. she, she was a CNA. A mom is, yeah. mom's a, a, a PA. Yeah. Physician's assistant. You went through, what was that? A fi- I think it's a five year program. Yeah. Mom, 
wasn't like a four year though, and then she got extra credit for it, and they made it a five or. No, it was five. I think now it's six. At least up here, they they've really changed there. it. Like <laughs> one of the doctors I worked with, or currently work with, because it's at the same hospital. Um, he was like, "Whenever you're ready, you're gonna wake up and you're gonna call me, and you're gonna be like, I'm ready to go to med school." Because he went when he was in his thirties, I think it was. That's uh, that's close to like a fifteen year total program, right? Ten years something. Because like he was a trauma, a pediatric trauma burn surgeon. Like he actually specialized in. Burnt kids? Yeah, child abuse. These parents would actually dip their baby's legs in hot water and burn them. Perfect rings. Like, you know, they had hot, like their legs were hanging down. Hot water. Just just because, just because they are awful, awful, evil people. Like, straight up. Like, that's, that, that is equal to, that, that is equal to, like, being sexually abused in my opinion that is really equal to that because that's a physical side of it whereas the sexual abuse becomes more of a mental side of it but yeah and the parents would, think about that. parents would straight up lie to his face and be like oh the baby did that on accident no if your baby accidentally did something they'd at least be trying to stop themselves from what what shocks me is that you decide to go into a field where you're dealing with burnt kids i don't mean to laugh at it like that seems like a Morbid. Depressing feel, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. somebody he only did it, it for a little bit, and then he was like, "I'm done." Yeah, I'm yeah, I don't think you can handle much of that. Yeah, he he almost put a dad through the wall. He said, and that's when he realized he was done. Yeah, I would do. I would do. I I would tur- straight up turn into Mike Tyson here, just straight up biting people's ears off. Mike Tyson didn't he also rape somebody? So which instance are we talking about? Oh, shut up! Not <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I don't want to be like that. Nope, never mind. <laughs> So, me and you I don't had, know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we've had this conversation amongst ourselves before. Me and you got married young. Right. I. Very young. Yes. Yes, I was 12. More you yeah. than me. <laughs> <laughs> I, because I robbed the cradle. <laughs> <laughs> we got married two months after I turned 18. I turned 18 in October. Yeah. We were married December two 27th. Months, two months in one day. No, yes. no, it was less than that. Less than two months, right? A little less than two months. Because our anniversary is the 27th and your birthday is the 28th. So, yeah. And we were, and still are, I mean, at least I can speak for myself, is it we're still in love. Mm-hmm. We've been married for 11 years. Yeah. That's not the typical way to go about it. It's not. My, my opinion. I mean, a lot of the kids I went to high school with, they got married. They got married early, but. But more in their 20s. Early 20s is like when kids are getting married, yeah. it seems like. And like I, I said, I if you go to college, it's usually then maybe mid to late 20s. You know, you, mm-hmm. a lot of people, um, and I don't fault them for this, they want to get the, the career on track, get the money rolling in, and then start building that, that family. And not a, yeah, not everybody else feels like they have to be married to have children either and that becomes another issue mm-hmm. too that you know makes people not get married you know it's just it's different for everybody well some people look at marriage as just being a contract with the state some people feel married in their heart to that person i think phil robertson said that they him and Kay were married for eight years before they made it legal before they actually went to the courthouse and got it legal yeah see and i've 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 heard different arguments. We've had that discussion before mm-hmm. ourselves. 
Is marriage only as strong as what you make it? I think the state, the government sanction on a marriage. Yeah. I mean, what does that mean? A marriage is a commitment. Right. You know, if you're a Christian, which we are, it's a, it's a commitment between me and you and God, mm-hmm. basically. That's about the most basic terms I know how to describe it. I was talking with a guy today, and, and he was talking about he just got married to his girlfriend um, a little while back, and uh, he's talking about how much his taxes took a hit. You know, he was counseled, dude, don't get married. Yeah. And he's he, like, he said that he had the thought process of, let's have the ceremony. Let's wear the rings. Let's, to where we consider but ourselves married. Make it taxes. But just don't, don't make it, don't get the marriage license with the state. Don't do all that. They went ahead and, and did it and made it official. But. Okay. So then how do you file your taxes afterwards? Because you're married, you would just still write down your single? Legally, you are not married. See, it gets it gets weird. Yeah, that's weird. It, it, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. That's a, that's a something to think about. I'm, back to back to us. Be I want to talk about me. Want to talk about me? Want to talk about I? <laughs> so we got married young. Uh huh. Um, we didn't have careers took off. You you I had was, your I had my CNA your CNA license. That's all I had, which was a ten dollar an hour <laughs> job at that time, right? It was either ten or eleven. I think it might have been ten. I think it was ten. I think it was ten. Too. I am a greedy little sucker, and I remember dollar figures. And I do, if I remember right, it was ten. Man, oh man! I had a very very glorious job. You had a good job. It paid you real good too. Yes, it did. Wasn't I worked like, at a grocery store, and I made West Virginia state minimum wage. <laughs> that time was seven twenty-five an hour. Oh, baby! And uh, yeah, we tied a knot, and um, yeah. yeah, just just we're jumped clueless. into it. We're ap- we were absolutely clueless. Yes. It, okay, we went from being like provided for mm-hmm. <laughs> other houses to like, all right, everything I want, I now have to pay for myself. Yeah, and here's where I. And depending on who you talk to, I didn't exercise good counsel because we didn't have a lot of money when I was growing up. Right. But mom went back to school. She went back, I think, at age 32. Went through the program, passed the boards, mm-hmm. all that. It was, a, it was a long process. Right. So then she started making money, and almost instantly after she started making money, I got married moved out you of the moved, house. You left. <laughs> so I remember it was shortly afterwards, like you had that green truck. Was that? Yeah. Mom was just starting to make good money, I think it was that summer. Yeah, I think I lived at home for... A year, maybe? A year and a half? Probably closer to two years. With uh, with mom having a good paying job. Um, you know, dad was retired at that point. Then I screwed it out, making seven twenty five an hour. <laughs> and we're just like, do you have a slice of bread? <laughs> oh, I remember scraping pennies so bad. Oh, yeah. I look back and feel there are sometimes I don't know how we made it. I don't either. I really don't know how we made it. Like, I remember, like, I want to sit, sit and just think about it sometimes. And other times I'm like, I don't want to think about it. I cried. I cried then. It, it, it was rough. It was so rough. So rough. And, and then... Uh, and another thing, too, when we went and got married, I mean, we had planned it out. Right. But then we just jumped and did it. Yeah. 
had a preacher marry us. Mm-hmm. And so I can imagine mm-hmm. the rumors and thoughts of people's head like, ooh, we got a shotgun wedding going on. Which obviously wasn't the case because eleven years like later we were, we're having we had our first a baby. Kid. <laughs> yeah, it's our first baby. Actually, it's our second, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, we we were so young, and like you said, you you, you hit it right on the nail, or around the head yesterday when we were talking. We were totally private then mm-hmm. with our marriage and with our relationships and. We were always like, you know, th- this is us. This is this is my my choice. I've chosen this. Mm-hmm. And so when it came to like having issues and like if we needed help with anything, like even if it was just to pay for like some groceries or something. Not not that we were that bad that we had to actually ask for help. Were we ever that bad we had to ask for help? I don't There was probably a time or two, yeah. A lot of times people just helped us out without us asking. Yeah. In fact, most times, yeah, yeah, um, there was absolutely like, times we we accepted help, but we we were and still are pretty private as far are. as yeah. I never like to see couples um, like fighting in front of people, you know, airing their dirty laundry <laughs> out. You can ask Karen Mariah, how do we fight? Five minutes, we're done. <laughs> like we well, don't really. And I remember Kanan, he always laughs because when we get aggravated at each other. We get quiet. Mm-hmm. Like we don't yell and scream at each other. I don't nope. think we've ever had a, I, because a time like that. Screaming doesn't help. It, for me, it does not help. Because yeah, for me, it doesn't. I, yeah. I sit there and I'm like, all right, I can get diarrhea of the mouth real quick. I can too. And I'm afraid because, like, once I say something, we have a podcast. I mean, we, we do diarrhea of the mouth for a hobby. True. Good point. I, I'm, I'm worried that if I open my mouth, I'll just have like way too much come out. And I, I like to practice self control, you know, mm-hmm. because like words hurt, man. Oh yeah. I've, I've been hurt by words before that I just, I, I can't, I can't live it down. And I've been like, you know what? Peace. And I don't want that for you and me. I'd rather, like, if you were to tell me some of the things that I was told by church people or whatever like that, I'd be out. Like, seriously, your words hurt well, funny so funny you mentioned there was something badly. I was going to bring. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Have you lost your mind, boy? I'll help you find it. We got married young. The financial situation was terrible. And not only that, we lived in an area where there there wasn't a whole lot of jobs yeah there wasn't a lot of good work around there i had a high school education as it you had you know the, the cna's license but we just um somehow we made it work like you said there's times looking back on it, you like i'm not sure exactly how that worked because a lot of people will do that and almost anybody will tell you that that financial strain puts a big strain oh on the marriage goodness. itself yeah. Yeah, I, like, I never, I never thought that our marriage would not make it because of money. I never did. No, no, it never crossed my mind. I remember the times that you were because you went through two stretches of, of schooling, since we've been married. Yeah, and the LPN one especially. LPN were, was bad. Was extremely tough. LPN was bad. Yeah, and so really the whole point of this thing is because you'll look back on it and. You know that you have people telling you you're probably not ready for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was 18. Didn't have a clue about life. Did not have a clue. You know, now I'm approaching 30. I 
still have very little clue. Got more than I did then. And I tell people this uh, different times when, when I talk about, uh, you know, me and you. Mm-hmm. I feel like I did the majority of my growing up after we got married. After we got married. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. Like, we're going on 12 years now married. That'll be 12 in December, yeah. It really feels like we, we did a lot of our growing up, like our our really important independent years, mm-hmm. we did together. Well, we had to learn how to function in the real world. Yeah. It was trial by fire. We were protected children. Like, okay, we I came were, from we a came, holiness group. Yeah. And then, like, you were in a holiness group, too. And, like, you finally said, like, hey, okay, so I, I need to learn this thing about... um you know, staying on my own two feet and being a Christian out here in the world. And yes, like, so we had to learn all that too. And we were still holding this for a long time after we got married. We were. And that's a very sheltered environment. It sure is. Um, you don't, uh, yeah, you don't get prepared for the, for no. the real world Mm-mm. as much. So when, when you, when you're tossed out there, it's, it's, it's different. It's different. It's totally different. It is. But looking back, would you do it all over again? Like, Okay, would you marry me again? Not like no matter what the time is, whether it was two years after meeting me, five years after meeting me, would you marry me all over again? Absolutely, yeah. Would you marry me at the same time or would you wait a little bit? Same time. I have no regrets about it. I don't regret marrying you. Are there things, so here maybe to nail down what you're trying to ask a little better. Okay. Would I tell somebody else to do it the same way? No. I would not tell them to. I wouldn't be like, don't do this. Yeah. But I would be honest with them and be like, it's probably going to be a harder road than if it's you did wait. It's going to be rough, right. But it's not impossible. It's definitely not impossible. Yeah. I am about that far from being an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I I figured out how to, you know, be a husband. Mm-hmm. If I figured it out, anybody can figure it out. Right. So it's not impossible. Is it hard? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. There's going to be some it's rough hard times. It's crap. Yeah. It, it's not impossible. So what would uh, what about you? What, what do you think, looking back on it, what would you change? Part of me wishes I would have just went to nursing school first. <laughs> it would have been a much easier road. It would have. Mm-hmm. It would have. But I look back now, and I, like, I bring home a paycheck that's three times bigger than what it was when I was an aide. And, and I'm kind of like... You know, we did this together and, you know, now, now we're reaping the benefits of it and I'm so thankful. So would I do it all over again? Well, yeah. If I knew I would have the same outcome. Oh yeah. Now, if I knew the outcome would be different, like I'd be like, oh yeah, no, I probably should have waited there. I'm very hesitant to say I would want to do it that way because who knows? We might not have made it. You yeah, it was. It. Yeah, there was no guarantees. No, so yeah, no. I I would I would do it all over again. I don't not regret marrying you. I do not. Yeah, I don't. I don't regret the timing of it. Right. The, the timing. Uh, it could have been done. Well, you know, later would have been easier. A little more. Um, after <laughs> we could have done it at a time when it was a little more. We were a little more mature, <laughs> a little more um, oh, yeah. thinking with our heads correctly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, v- there were so many ways we could have changed it. But, but yeah, no, it's okay. The way I look at it is it worked. So, yeah. hey, 
There's a lot of people that get married young and they they do not they don't make it. There's they a lot don't. of people get married, uh, you know, normal time in life and don't make don't it. Don't make it, and and that's yeah. what I'm saying. And and please, those that are listening, don't mistake that I'm saying that we're anything special because right, I definitely know I'm not. You are, but <laughs> I I, no. I am I'm not anything special. So I'm not saying that like uh, you know, well, if it was anybody else, they would make it. I, I'm just saying it's <laughs> yeah. possible. We're that one person. We are that one. <laughs> Look at me, my fancy one in a million. (laughs) No, yeah, not at all. It's hard, but it's possible, right? Agreed. What advice would you give yourself now, looking back? Yeah, what would you tell your younger self? Like, you're just getting married, what would you tell yourself? Dead honest, this is the first thing comes to my mind. Okay, go get your ADHD medicine. Oh. That'd be the that brings very, up another topic. The very first thing I would say. And I know there's going to be people like, ooh, good age. Look at him with his made up disease. Listen. No, it, it's Whatever obviously it is, not made up because something it's working. <laughs> yes. Something is working. And that's the only yeah. thing that has really changed. I'll be honest. That was a big problem of mine for years. I did not know that I had, knew there was something wrong. Never in a million years. Your mom knew something was wrong when after five minutes she'd look at you and you're sitting on the floor just tinkering with something. Yeah, I. You couldn't focus. My focus was was just completely non-existent. I would have never thought ADHD because in my uneducated mind, ADHD meant a hyper kid. Right. I wasn't hyper. No, but you do require other ways to help you to focus. For example, you'll sit there with something playing in your head while you're doing something else. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not hyper though. As far as like. You know, like a, a bad kid running around screaming, bouncing off the wall. So that was not me. Yeah. And anybody that, that knows me now to this day knows that's, I mean, yeah, I like to sit and laugh and stuff like that, but I'm not, uh, I'm not overly energetic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're more ADD then? Yeah. yeah from, what I, from what I've been told. Yeah. That's the advice I would, I'd give myself. Go get that figured out. Get that figured out fast. Yeah. That is a good one because I, I do know it's like six months, I think it is now that you've been on meds. Mm-hmm. It's totally different. It is. It has. Life has been different. It has completely changed my life. Yeah. Completely changed my life for the better, and I have to give credit to the good Lord because I I can remember standing in church, Pastor Howard. He he was up there, and there was a a nice little atmosphere in in the church service that morning, and uh, some people were praying. Um, you know, some had decided to go up to the front, you know, and have the pastor pray for them. We, we were all just kind of, you know, there was an atmosphere of, of prayer. I remember just talking to God and telling him that I have tried to fix whatever this character flaw is right. in myself for years. I've tried trying to motivate myself, trying to listen to other people, give motivational speeches, other, and, and I cannot fix this. Right. And after years of trying that I can't fix it, you got to do something. And it was very soon after that, I'm talking like a matter of two weeks of me standing there having that conversation with the good Lord, that the wheels started getting in motion, Mm -hmm. that mom convinced me to go see the doctor, but mom works in this stuff every day. She diagnoses people with this stuff. And she told me for a long time that you've got it. And um, so I, I think that that was... God used that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think God 
has to always just like lightning bolt come out and hit you in the head and all of a sudden you're probably, light bulb yeah you're healed it's <laughs> right. like we, i think he uses other means sometimes right. he uses doctors i Agreed. think he does agree and um yes yeah, so i i give i i have to give credit to god for that and it, it has completely changed my life, yeah. Yeah, agreed. You know me, Miss. I, I don't like to... I I like what a term that Jocko Willink uses, extreme ownership. Own your actions. Yeah. It is on you. Right. I don't like to hear people make excuses for things they've done. Right. So I do not pass this off as, well, I was sick. No, no, bull crap. Yeah. I'm very leery on... In fact, when I was a kid... And I did, but a lot of the people I was around were old school. Mm-hmm. And you'd hear like, oh, yeah, diagnosed with ADHD. A kid just needs a whip is what that kid needs. You know what I mean? And that was kind of mentality I had towards it. Yeah. Until I felt the difference. What I thought was normal, I realized was not normal. Because then I felt this new way of thinking, this holding. I realized, okay, there's something to it. Right. There's something to it. It's, that's what it, took, what it took to make a believer of it. So then I started looking into it. Didn't know anything about ADHD. Mm-hmm. So I started listening to like some TED Talks and stuff like that. I was like, all right, what, what, what in the world is this whole thing? Yeah. I remember seeing this, this lady up there giving a talk about how she found out she had ADHD and some of the struggles that she had uh, as a kid and growing up and stuff like that. And a lot of, them were, a lot of it was identical. Mm-hmm. And uh, when she got done with that talk talked about how she copes with it now and things like that i remember standing up there and just sobbing i identified with the emotion yeah because once i felt that that change there was this relief to where i like i totally get it i get yeah. why you're standing up there technically making a fool of yourself in front of all these right. people because it is that big because of it's deal. almost like the blinders came off yes you could actually see yes it's like the snow globe, like the snow that was flirting around stopped, mm-hmm. and then you could actually see clearly. It's night and day. Yeah. It's night and day. Yep. Yeah. So that's advice I'd give myself. What about you? Don't be so materialistic. It's one thing I see, I think. And I didn't used to always be that way. Materialistic as in, as in what? Like you get happiness from having things and going shopping. I don't know. That, that's just one thing that comes to mind. And it will probably change like, the more I think about it. That is just one thing that comes to mind. After living in a suitcase, I lived in two, had two suitcases for like so many years of my life. And then like I came to the States and I was like, all right, so now I can have the little nice things that, mm-hmm. you know, everybody else had. Yeah. It's like, no, that, that treat yourself never got shut off. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I, I will say that for now. You know why I think it might be so? Because it's always hard to think about. Okay, what advice would you give yourself? Yeah. Um, I mean, unless you've made a huge mistake, then it's like, right. well, obviously, don't do that. But I think one reason it might be hard for you to to think of something to say. I don't feel like we have any moments where it's like, oh boy, did we screw up the good Lord? You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah. you know, where I ran off and cheated, or you ran off and cheated, or you know, we got. The only thing I can think of is like. But I got kicked out of Bible college. That's the only thing I can think of that was so and that terrible. Wasn't us. We weren't married. I didn't even know you at that point. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like To me, this path for us I have been, has been so enjoyable to me. There's nothing that I could look, other than the 
what I said about myself with mm-hmm. the with the uh, ADHD stuff and all that. But it has been so enjoyable to me. There's not anything huge that sticks out as far as don't do this. You know what right. I mean? Right. Right. I've enjoyed every step of it. Thank you for listening to the Hillbilly Broadcast. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. If you didn't and you really want to get us back, go to wherever you listen to this podcast and give us a five-star review. That will drive me personally insane with anger. If you'd like to send us a voice message, you can go to anchor.fm slash Sparks, where you can also become a supporter of the show if that's something that you're into. If you would like to send us an email, you can send that to hillbillybroadcast at aol.com. That's right. We may or may not still be stuck in the early 2000s. You can also find Hillbilly Broadcast on Facebook, and I am on Twitter at ThePhilSparks. Again, thank you for listening. I love you. The good Lord loves you. And we'll see you next time. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.